Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk. I like candy! Thank you, Maeve, for another wonderful intro. It was clear she didn't care about the After the Buzzer Sports Talk. She only cared about the candy, but for us, we care about the After the Buzzer Sports Talk. For the first time in a while, I'm going to be joined by Colin. And <laughs> I was kind of waiting for him to maybe pitch in or something. But in today's episode, we will be discussing three potential Kyle Lowry trades. So basically, I'm gonna have a we're gonna have a live negotiation. I'm going to be the Toronto Raptors. Colin is going to play the role of the Miami Heat, then the Minnesota Timberwolves, then the Los Angeles Clippers. And we're gonna try to do live negotiation and get a deal done that you guys can listen into. Then a new segment that's going to come. Whenever I do a rant, we are going to have you want, you uh, want well, squeaky. No, 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 no. Like a, Aiden's ain't angry chipmunk. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I well, the name I just forget it off the top of my head because we just came up with this idea. The name will be introduced, but after it's it's funny. It, we we have the footage ready. It is, it's 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 gold. It, it is gold. When I rant, and you can get that. In like a chipmunk voice. It is so good. That's going to be in the middle of the episode. Then I'm wrapping up my NBA Top 100 Players list. Number 20. Numbers 20 through 1 will be coming at you today. Colin is going to uh, sit alongside and kind of pitch in his thoughts. Because he doesn't have an NBA Top 100 Players list. So he's just going to kind of pitch in his thoughts. Then we're going to do at the end. Because why not? Five non-sports related questions that need to be answered. Usually if like Colin joins me or every once in a while. If I'm board and it's a little bit of a shorter episode I'll throw that in there I just want to make this a little more entertaining for you guys because I've realized I'm not saying my podcasts aren't entertaining but I get you guys the information now let's take it up a step and make it a little more entertaining that's what I'm working on so first we are going to do some live I also believe that there is a call from Ricky the Pirate. He did call back on the Jared Allen thank you because we just looked at that and we were like laughing uh and he, Colin just reminded me because I almost forgot. There's so much, so much to introduce today's episode. But yes, you're right. First, we'll take that call. So let's get to that. What is up, my Tricky the Pirate here? Back again with another nice call into the expert podcast. Uh, what I want to talk about, I heard that you had some problems with my Jarrett Allen Colin. I was shocked. He is definitely right behind Jonas Valanciunas at 86. That's just at least. Alan Tunis all the way to TJ Warren. They all need to move up. Because I thought that those rankings were quite trash, to be honest. There's just, after TJ Warren, it just gets so bad. You need to have them higher up in your list, mate. <sighs> Thanks for taking the call anyway. Tell me what you think. All right, thank you for the call, Patty the Pirate, Ricky the Pirate, whoever you are. I called you Ricky the Pirate last time. I'm sorry. Patty, Ricky, I guess those are your kind of two names. I don't know. But you want Jared Allen up on this list so bad. I've got him at 94. We can debate all day him going higher. Maybe low 80s. Maybe mid 80s. But I've even found Tunis at 84. 83, I have Marcus Smart. 82, I have TJ Warren. So basically what he's telling me is those trio of players need to go up because 
I mean, Harrison Barnes, okay, that ranking might have been a little bad. TJ Warren, probably a little higher than Harrison Barnes. I but, actually do like that take. Jonas Valanciunas has been pretty good the past, like, when he got traded. To yeah, Jersey, yeah, he's, he's been playing pretty good, so mm-hmm. I like the take of moving him up. I don't know about Jared Allen up at least to 86, but that's a, that's a story for today. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make a debate for him in the mid-80s. I can't go really any higher than that. And he says move that trio up. I mean, Harrison Barnes, and you got DeAndre Aiden, Jaron Jackson Jr., J.J. Reddick, Spencer, Dinway, Serge Baca. I think those are a pretty good lot of players, and it's close between the two. You can certainly debate for it, but no higher for around 85 for Jared Allen, I'd say. Uh, but thank you for the call. Uh, Patty the Pirate, but now we are going to go open negotiating right here. It's op- open negotiating. By the way, also, Aiden the Angry Chipmunk is the name of the segment, because I do sound like a chipmunk. It's very, again, it's gold. You got to stay stay with me here, because that segment's coming up next. Uh, but here, we're going, first, I'm, right, I'm going to be the Raptors throughout this whole simulation. He's going to the, be the Heat, then for our second trade, he's going to be the Timberwolves, then our third trade, he will be the Clippers. So, first trade, I call you. You call me, doesn't matter. I'm the Raptors. Yeah. I am willing to move Kyle Lowry. In real life, I would too, because I think they've got to try to sell their older lot of players and get young again. You won the chip, now it's time to rebuild. <sighs> Alright, do you do you have an opening pitch for me? Do you have an opening offer for Kyle Lowry that could potentially work again? I have Trade NBA open right now, it's the website I use, so if you offer me a trade and he picks, I can pull up right here and I'll make sure it works. I mean, so you said you wanted to get young is what you want? Yes. Uh, primarily, mean, I'm probably going to have to take on a bad contract like Goran Dragic or something like that. But I mean, how much is Kyle Lowry's salary right now? Uh, he's got uh, $35 million. I think he's got two years left on the books. It says one here, but I'm pretty sure so he has two left. So he's getting $15 million a year? No, he's getting thirty-five. Oh, thirty-five million yeah. a year. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that's such a gorgeous contract. But he's a good player. I don't think he's worth the thirty-five mil. But you, what if you dumped Goron Dragic? Yeah, Dragic's if I, if I could dump Goron, and I mean, how young is? Nah, no mind. If we could just do like Goron Dragic and. Justice Winslow, kind of like a, a center trade around the Okay, uh, so Goron, Justice, would you throw in Bam at a bio as well? Ooh, you'd have to give me a no a pick. I'd have to give you a pick? Yeah, okay. a first rounder. Okay. I wouldn't be willing to give up actually Justice Winslow and Bam. I, I, I just what if I gave you a 2021 first round pick? And you only, you hear your picks right now. Your, your first round pick, you got your 2020. You got your 2022, 2044. You're running low on first round. Picks. Yeah, but you're gonna be good in those 2021 season. Like, uh, that's debatable. We're losing our two best players, Lowry, and then we already lost. Uh, what's his face? Kawhi. Kawhi. So, I mean, I can also throw. I I don't think it's worth giving up Bam and uh, Justice Winslow. So you wouldn't do that, Kyle, on the 2021 first for. Dragic, Winslow, and Bam Adebayo. No. What? What would you rather have a 2020 pick? Would that? Would that make a good? No, I just don't want to give up the two. Okay. So if you're just gonna give me Dragic and Winslow 
then I'm going to have to take your 2024 first round pick. Um, so the 2024 first year Bam Adebayo. Oh, definitely Bam. Would you? What about Tyler Hero? No, 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 no. Not giving up Hero. Okay, so so you'd rather give up the first or Bam Adebayo? I'd rather give up the 2024 first. Okay. I think we're gonna be pretty in contention in 2024. So. I mean, because in, in real life, when the Russell Westbrook trade was going down, I was reading an article from uh, CBS Sports, and they said that... You're a GM. You don't need CBS Sports. You good? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just all right, all right. saying right now that when when, there was, <laughs> when the Thunder were trying to play for Russell West, were trying to trade for Russell Westbrook, the Heat said no because they wouldn't give up Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, or Justice Winslow. Okay, that's fair. All right, so Lowry for Drogic, Winslow, a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2022 second-round pick belonging to either Philadelphia or Denver, whichever is less favorable for me. So it's going to be a very late second. Would you do that? Uh, I mean... I'm down to do it. Yeah. All right, we gotta let's make sure it is valid. So our first, no, a Stepian trade. I can, all right, so the twenty twenty four first would have to be twenty twenty five. Yeah, that works even better. All right, let's make. All right, it's good. So the Heat, according to Trade NBA, which has also told me that when the Trailblazers gave up two first round picks, I mean a first and like a second in Hassan Whiteside for Kevin Love, they were getting worse, and the Cavs were getting better. But I don't know uh, how they are. But the Heat get plus six wins. Raptors minus six. From my perspective as the Raptors, again, it's Kyle Lowry for Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow, a second-round pick in 2022, basically just pocket change, a little penny. And then a 2025 first-round pick. What I'm doing here is I'm getting Goran Dragic, a guy who's not on a very great contract, but he's an underrated player. He's going to come in here for one year, uh, maybe get us a win or two. I think he'll be just a nice little... Uh, versatile score for us, and he just makes the salary cap work. Justice Winslow, he hasn't really broke out yet, but hopefully, you know, in a fresh start in Toronto, he can break out there. And then the first round pick is really just a huge wild card because no team, and this is the nowadays in the NBA, you don't know where you're going to be in 2025. You could be the best team in the league, you could be the worst team in the league. No one knows. That's just a huge wild card. The value on that, uncertain. And they get Kyle Lowry, someone to get a second star to pair with uh, Jimmy Butler and help them win right now. So second trade. Now you are the Timberwolves. I am still the Raptors. So obviously Kyle Lowry. Again, I can throw in more players or picks if needed. So do you have an opening offer for me? Well, if you would like to take Andrew Wiggins, then I'm up for that. But um, <laughs> Unless I, I'm getting a lot of... thing about Andrew Wiggins for me, I'm not a huge fan. The contract's just not good at all. I just... Well, he's an 18-point per game scorer, Yes, but right? very inefficiently. Uh, he's just really inconsistent. I, I, I'm i trying to stay away from Andrew okay. Wiggins if you want the truth. Well, how do you like Jeff Teague? I mean, I'll take a, I'll take on his contract if I have to. Obviously, you're going to want to get rid well, of him to make salary work, and you're going to have to get rid of him. I think we got to throw Jeff Teague in the deal just to make yes. salaries work. I don't think you have a huge problem with that because Teague at this point well, is on the decline. I yeah, because he's overpaid. He's on the decline. You're not going to need him with Kyle Lowry. So I think we're just going to have to throw Jeff Teague into this uh, trade to make it work. Uh, 
who else would you like from our Robert Covington? Oh, no, no, Robert Covington. I would is one of my favorite players. I would like Covington. I would also. I wouldn't mind taking Josh Okoji. No, not not Covington and Okoji. You know how. And I, I throw like in. Too. What do you? Twenty twenty one first. Or 2020 first? For you? What would you prefer? From me? Yes. What would, from your side? No, from me. I'll from give me. you a first round pick. Would you prefer 2020 or 2021? I would prefer 2020. So if I threw in 2021, you wouldn't do that deal? I would, but I would prefer the 2020. Then I'll do the 2021. We got a deal? What? <laughs> I would actually rather prefer the 2021. That's reverse psychology. Yes, reverse psychology. <sighs> I just to do this. To mm, do this deal, I think you're going to have to throw in I'm a 2021 second. A 2021 second as well? Do you really need the pocket change? I like the pocket change. <laughs> Kyle Lowry in a 2021 first for Jeff T, Robert Covington, Josh Okoji. What about cash 20... considerations? I don't know if I can do that. So we all got a deal? Uh, take out the second. We got a deal. Take out the second. We got a deal. Mm, I don't want to take out the second. I don't want to take out the second. <laughs> it's got minimal value. It won't hurt add you. In a second. We do swap second. No, you'll. This is this is the offer. If Kyle Lowry in a twenty twenty. I'm leaving the second. <laughs> then put in. I'm second. leaving the second. You get Kyle Lowry, a guy who can run the point for you. I mean, you've needed a point guard. A point guard's gonna thrive in your system. Fine. A good point put guard. in a twenty twenty round one. Put in the twenty twenty. That's all. That's all. All you need to do is... All you need to do... Fine, I'll take out the second, okay? Alright. This is a deal? Yep, that's a deal. Okay. Alright, it's good. Timberwolves uh, increase four trades, Raptors decrease in four wins. Uh, Not four trades, four wins. Each of us... Timberwolves increase four wins, Raptors decrease four wins. Timberwolves receive Kyle Lowry and a twenty my 2021 first-round pick, which could have some value. Uh, And then... I receive as the Raptors, Jeff Teague, Robert Covington, Josh Okoji. I really like this trade. Jeff Teague, not a huge fan uh, of really getting him on our organization because we don't really need him. But I get Robert Covington. I get a defensive player of the year candidate, a a guy who can plug into any system. Honestly, he can fit in any single system, but I think the uh, Raptors would be one of his worst fits, honestly, just because they don't really have that point, like – that guy to really kick it out to him, if you know what I'm saying. We're de- if we did this trade, our biggest issue would probably be a point guard for a future. We just don't. I mean, we don't really have one in, in at the moment anyway. But we get some great defensive talent here. I mean, that's great. I like this trade. I would have liked to maybe get a little more, but I don't think it's a bad trade at all. Personally, I think you won the first trade and then lost the second. I think I won the second trade. Yeah, looking but. at, I mean. It's, it's well, we'll see. Third trade. I am the Raptors. You are the Clippers. 
So obviously Kyle Lowry's gonna be thrown in there. Do you have a starting offer for me? I always like to let well, my counterpart. Actually, I'll let you start off with the offer. Who do you like? Who do you love? You know who I love? Who? That I really want, but I'm not sure if it's necessary with Pascal Siakam, but I think I'm just going to do it anyway. Yes, I love Montrezl. I'm going to throw him in there. I think I... Mm. See, I'm looking for a point guard. You don't have a point guard. Your team literally we just have, does have, not have point guards. We have Patrick Beverly. He is a he, no. he is a not what dog. I'm looking for. He, he yes, but not what I'm looking for. Why would you want to give him up anyway? On defense, he's just so good. I mean, we got uh. All right, Landry Shamit, oh, Montel Harrell, and I'm gonna need a pick. Uh, twenty twenty one. We are in win now mode, so I would like to win the championship now. Is what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, give me you have no first-round picks after... Oh, you gave them all up. That's why. Then I'm going to want your 2021 first-round pick. Oh, would that work? Because you don't... Oh, because the Stepien rule wouldn't allow that. Would the Stepien rule allow... I think the Stepien rule would only allow 2020. Let me just see. I'm not... This isn't my final deal, but... Uh, oh... The Clippers, all right, cut twenty four point nine million. All right, so we're gonna have to take on a bad contract as well. These, these, these two. All right, so we're gonna have to take on twenty four million dollars in salary cap, which probably means we don't have any bad contracts. I don't. I don't. Maurice Harkless. Oh, Mo Harkless. I mean, if you throw in Maurice, Maurice, if you throw in Mo Harkless, Mark. Mo Hart, yeah, Mo Harkless. And Pat, Pat, he, 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 he's, he's on some restriction because he just signed a deal. I don't know how you'd make this work unless you throw in Lou Will, too. No, I don't want to throw in Lou Will. I know you don't. I feel like that's too much. So I here's don't... the problem with this trade you're not going to go with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and you're not going to go with Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. He's going to be hard to get anyway, but he's on a restriction. So the really realistic highest contract they have is $11 million. Then it's 8 mil to Lou Will, and the 11 to Mo Harkless. This is hard. So if we redo the deal, let's just redo the deal, okay? okay. So take everybody out except Kyle Lowry. Yep. And so if you... Let's see if you have any trade restrictions, trade exceptions. No, you don't have any. You do not have any... Bro. Uh, Alright, so you're... Uh, do you have a trade exception? Yes, but it would, it would it it would, would work against you, which is not what we're looking for. Oh. Um, oof, you'd have to give up... I To make a deal realistically work, I'd have to take on Mo Harkless, Lou Will, <laughs> Harold, I'd have to take on just all your biggest contracts. Alright, so... Let's see if this works. That isn't even enough. You'd have to give up one mil more. And so that's a I, I big don't... lot of players. Unless I do Jerome Robinson instead of Landry Shamit, yeah. which makes sense because I'm, you're, you're giving up all these players. Alright, so if Jerome Robinson works... Okay. Okay. So, how about... You th- you're gonna have to throw in a pick because, the, honestly, just... I don't even like this trade from my perspective either. I, Jerome not, Robinson hasn't shown I'm not me a really lot. Liking it I'm not liking this trade from either perspective. 
I yeah, say we I got think, no deal. No, no deal. No the deal. The Clippers. I see. I've heard the Clippers. I have. And how are they going to get a deal done that satisfies both sides? How? The Clippers to do this are going to have to give up Mo Harkless, Lou Will, Montrezl Harrell, and Jerome Robinson unless they make a trade to take on a big contract to make this happen. It just it's a it's a whole cluster, and the season's about to start. I don't see it happening. I didn't know it'd be this hard. And even if Pat Bev didn't have a restriction, it just doesn't seem that like they trade him to the Raptors. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, no trade with the Clippers. So we got first trade was with the Heat. Kyle Lowry goes to the Heat for uh, Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow, 2022 second uh, via Philadelphia or Denver, whichever is less favorable, and then a 2025 first round pick, the big wild card. Then to the uh, with the Timberwolves, Kyle Lowry and a 2021 first round pick go for Jeff Teague, Robert Covington, and Josh Okoji. And then no deal with the Clippers. We just couldn't work out a deal that satisfies both sides. Again, this is realistic. That doesn't that mean satisfies any side. It, it, it doesn't work for anyone. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing about negotiating. Like, you thought we were going to come in here and get three deals done. That was the goal. My goal was to come in here and kind of walk through the – this isn't how it goes. It's much more sophisticated when you've got – you know, it's really happening. We're just kind of going out here, throwing names, you know, shooting the breeze. But that's kind of how it goes somewhat. And we didn't reach a negotiation, and that's okay. I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to give you guys these trades, but it just shows it's going to be a tough – for them to work out a deal with the Clippers. Uh, but anyway, that's going to wrap up this segment, not the episode. We still got a while to go. Uh, but now, our first edition. Of the questions that needs. No. Oh, wait. Oh. That's at the end of the episode. It's going to wrap it up. But Aiden, the angry chipmunk. I know this sounds weird. It sounds maybe a little cringy to you. But I just want to. I, this it's is hilarious. golden. It is so funny. It is. It, so it's me on the on the subject of Jalen Ramsey. This was last episode. Yesterday, actually. I've gotten three episodes this week, and I'm striving for a fourth. I had no school today, so it's, it's been all good. And I'm done well this week. We're doing well. And the listens are going back up, too. I realize the more active I am, the more you guys stay on top of it. But it was on, you know, and I ranted. Um, it wasn't a huge rant, but it was a rant on Jalen Ramsey. So whenever I rant, I'm going to try to do one of these and put it into the sound effects so I sound like a chipmunk. Uh, but yeah, first edition of Ang- uh, Aiden the Angry Chipmunk, so let's uh, give it a listen.
So that is the first day, uh, edition of Aiden's uh, Aiden the Angry Chipmunk. I know there's a few like pauses in there. A few we're working on the quality of it. It'll get a little better. The the better the rage. I mean that got better. When at first you were just like, all right, this is a little cool, you know, a little funny, good edition. But it wasn't that great. As it, uh, you know, I I think the beginning was a little bland. Yeah, the beginning every, was every a little time bland. You say something that kind of sounds odd in a normal voice, like big bucks or uh, take that for what it's worth. I don't know if you guys watch Felger and Maz, but that's exact. I it just reminds me of Maz yeah. from Felger and Maz every single. No, it's funny. That's kind of that. No, it is. It is funny because he yeah. al- he always yeah, like, I mean, take that's, that's yeah. for, take that for what it's worth, and it, it just reminds me. I don't. Of I don't really recall that. But anyway, I just think it's a cool thing. Again, my biggest thing right now is to get the entertainment better. Because I give you guys the facts. Okay? I give you guys the facts. I'm not ESPN, Bleacher Report, looking out here for the clicks. I give you the facts. But I want to make it more entertaining. That's what separates the good from the great. Anyone can sit here and spit out boring information for 30 minutes to an hour. It's about making it fun, mixing it up. Again, we're going to do these five... Uh, ran five questions, five questions that, that need, need to, to be answered. Yeah, need to be answered. Just because why not? Uh, again, just entertainment purposes. I'm trying also, to get better. Also, the New York Knicks did answer these questions. Go check the, that out on ESPN's YouTube. They, they had some funny answers. Alfred Payton got a bit confused during that. But. All right, so again, we're wrapping up my NBA Top 100 Players list today. Numbers 20 through 1. But I'm going to give you my list. The rules, again, I know, I know. Most of you probably already know by now, but just quickly... No to Marcus Cousins, John Waller, Kevin Love on this list due to on and off injuries, but I will include Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. I will add no rookies. No rookies at all. No Zion. No, yeah, you get the point. Taco. No. Unfortunately not. He will. He, he'll get there. Number one at least yeah, by next n- year. N- one Easy. But <laughs> All right. Starting at number 100, we got Lonzo Ball, then Gordon Hayward, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Bam Adebayo, Terrence Ross, Jared Allen, Jeff Teague, DeJounte Murray, Patrick Beverly. 90, we got Danny Green, Derek White, Alfora Camino, Derek Favors, Ricky Rubio, Thaddeus Young, Jonas Valanciunas, Marcus Smart, TJ Warren, Harrison Barnes. 80, we got DeAndre Aiden, Jaron Jackson Jr., J.J. Reddick, Spencer Dinwiddie, Serge Ibaka, Josh Richardson, Brooke Lopez, Paul Millsap, Kyle Kuzma, T.J. Tucker, P.J. Tucker, not T.J. Then number 70, we got Jalen Brown. Then we got Otto Porter, Marcus Saul, Gary Harris, Eric Gordon, DeMontis, Saponis, Karis LeVert, Montrezl Harrell, Stephen Adams, Clint Capella. Number 60, we got Joe Ingles, Laurie Markkinen, Robert Covington, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. Eric Bledsoe, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Yusuf Nurkic, Lou Will. Then we move into the top 50. Boyan Bogdanovich, Malcolm Rogdon, Danilo Gallinari, John Collins, Trey Young, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Chris Middleton, Nikola Vucevic, Tobias Harris, 40. We got Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Andre Drummond, Chris Paul, D'Angelo Russell, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, Al Horford, DeMar DeRozan, Pascal Siakam, 30. We got Kristaps Porzingis, Kyle Lowry, and we got Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic at 25. We move into the top 25. Drew Holiday, then Rudy Gobert, Lamarcus Aldridge, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, and we're left here at number 20. Uh, that's a, that's a mouthful. I'm sure most of you skipped that. Uh, but that I just asked. That's why I paused. I asked Colin to go grab me my water. Uh, my throat hurts just a, a little. Not really too bad, but I just listen off 80 names. I know most of you probably just skipped that. But anyway, 
we're going to kick off this list. Let me take a quick sip of water. Because all of you, I know, have been listening to After the Buzzer Sports Talk. All the Top time. 100. All the time. I, I know I, I already, I've, I've, I'm already up to date on up to date. Yeah, he listened. But, again, Colin didn't make an NBA Top 100 player. So he doesn't have an exact Top 20, but he's just going to pitch in if he likes the ranking or not. and just Because why not? He's just going to pitch in. Uh, number 20, I got Ben Simmons. I think this guy is so overhated. A lot of people have got him probably in the low 20s. I know a few people will actually have him higher than 20, and I think he'll be higher than 20 in his last, uh, at the end of this year. I love Ben Simmons. I do. Once he proved to me he wasn't a bust after that rookie year, I, I, I loved him. I do. I still do. And I know the biggest problem with me with him is he's afraid to take the three-point shot. His three-point shot is not even average. It's not really that good. It's pretty ugly, but it's not horrendous, go ahead and shoot it. When you blow, you know, in the preseason, shoot it. When you're blowing up the Washington Wizards in some October, meaningless October game by 40 points, take a three-point shot. Because why not? He's just afraid to take these, afraid of the embarrassment. Outside of his three-point shot, he's great. He can take, he averaged like 18 points per game last year. He can take it to the hole with ease. He's got great athleticism. He's one of the best passers in the game. He's got court vision like I've never seen before. Of the Jesus touched him and he's just magical court vision powers. I don't know. I'm just kind of making up things, so those words as I go. When Ben Simmons hit that three, I thought we were going to feel the shake from the stadium, from all of the fans inside, which is saying you should take more threes. Even better, it was a buzzer beater. It's... No, 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 because if he starts hitting threes on the regular, they're not going to do that every time. But I, it just I shows know, the support. It shows. It shows that... You shouldn't have that much of a reaction when you hit a three. That should not. That means True. you're either terrible at threes or you're a rookie that just hit its first three. But you're, he's not a rookie. Yeah. He's a point guard. Point guards are supposed to be able to shoot the three ball. Or well, they're supposed to be able to shoot from a distance at least. Kind of. Uh, and then accurately. his rebounding ability. I mean, this guy's a huge, biggest point guard in the NBA. He should be able to rebound, and he can. And then defensively, he's very underrated defensively. He's got, uh, I'm going to shake this for a minute, uh, readjust the angle, but he is a great defender. He's just lengthy, he can force turnovers, he's great in transition. The only thing he really needs to improve on is his three ball. I feel like he's so underrated because besides shooting, what else bad does he do? Nothing. Nothing really. He he's a good all around player. That's why I love I love him. I, re- I I I do. I love Ben Simmons Everyone... as a player. I I build a franchise around him any day, twice on whatever day you, you want. It's not Sunday. Cause Everyone it's not loves Giannis. He can't. I'd rather build a. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I, but here's the can't... thing with that, Colin. Giannis tries to shoot it. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's a... and we have to factor this in. Giannis is a much more likable player. People all just. Legend. Yes, and, and he, he actually tries to shoot the three, and he he's try he's going out there and trying to do what Ben Simmons is, and so people criticize him for that. And I think they have a right to criticize him. I just think he's a little. And overrated. he has this giantly long name that everybody mispronounces, and I think it's funny to say. And I can see it from here, even though I don't even see the name, just because I can see how long it is. Okay, uh, number nineteen, I've got Kemba Walker. Ooh. I honestly want to put Ben Simmons over Kemba Walker. I like Kemba Walker. He's on my Celtics now. I just don't like those players who seem like they can only score. Like him. Like, not saying I don't like Dame. I don't like Kemba. It's just, they come off me as just point guards who are good, great players, but I just, like, 
they only score. What else can they do? That's why I like Ben Simmons, because he gives me variety. He can give me so many different things. Name one thing outside of scoring that Kemba does well. I mean, the passing is okay. It's okay, okay but, like, there is nothing else, really. His and- ball handling, maybe? But I mean main things. I, I'm talking scoring, playmaking, rebounding. Defense. Defense. You know what I'm saying? If if I created a roster of people like Damian Lillard and Kemba Walker, it would seem like a great roster, but I'm telling you they would not be able to get the wins. Obviously, there'd be no defense. There'd be no rebounding. I mean, you can't put five point guards on the same team. Uh, yeah, but Kemba Walker's still a great player. I, I am interested to see how he does with the Celtics because he's great. not going to be able to take 20 shots a, a game every time, and he's going to have to become a more pass-first point guard. He's going to have to give up less touches, less shots. So it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to that. I mean, Kemba plus Taco equals legendary season. Okay, number 18, Bradley Beal. I've got Bradley Beal at number 18. Mr. Just signed in a two-year, $72 million extension. Uh, His days are going to waste with Washington. I know he wants to stay loyal. I respect him for it. But no one would be mad, not even any Wizards fan that I know, if there even are any, would be mad if he requested a trade. They'd understand. This organization is horrible. It's not a place for him to win. He's wasting his time here. And if he left, they'd understand. They know, even if they don't, some of them don't admit it, the, the diehard ones, they know deep down Bradley Beal leaving is the right decision for him. But he's decided to stay loyal. He likes it here, and he's willing to sacrifice winning for maybe a little extra dough to stay loyal. He clearly just wants to be here in Washington and has faith, has hope that they can do something. I just don't think they can. That's the only problem. You must know something that we don't know because there is – no way that he that he I get the loyal no because he's tried to recruit players that don't want to go there he just just is living off a flicker of hope and he's living he also likes all the money that they're giving him he also likes the freedom to kind of have his own team despite the fact that they're not winning a lot and he hope he wants to win it's just he hope he's going to put faith in the brand and he loves it there in Washington. It would take a lot to drive him away. Oh, he he, he doesn't run the team anymore. You forgot. They got Mo Wagner and Isaac Bonza. Okay, number 17. Uh, I wrote Carl Anthony Towns. We got Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, excuse me. Whoa, for all the shaking there, I know. Uh, but I like Carl. I like Carl Anthony Towns' talent a lot. But I don't want to build a franchise around him. I, yeah, I would you not. See how the Timberwolves are doing I'd, right I'd now. build a franchise around Ben Simmons, and I might have Ben Simmons a few spots lower than Carl Anthony Towns. Talent wise, Carl Anthony Towns is higher than Ben Simmons. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons has gone out there and proved to me he can lead a, you know, a championship, but he's at least showed up in the playoffs. Carl Anthony Towns, I can't build a franchise around him. He'd be a great second option. Oh, yeah. But he can't, he, he can't be the guy. He can't be the guy. Uh, he's clearly just too soft. To do it, he doesn't show up in playoff games. He's got all the talent, but I just he just doesn't have a very good mentality. He doesn't have, uh, I wouldn't say lacks confidence. It's just he lacks that ability to show up in big moments. He's way too soft. He's got great potential to to be that guy because he's right now at number seventeen at a very young age. He's got a ton of potential. I mean, the sky's the limit for him, but he just needs to improve in those areas. The guy can score down low better than anyone in the game, almost anyone in the game. He's a great rebounder as well. 
could improve the defense, but I don't even care about that. Just improve mentality and show you can lead a team to do something. I know in Minnesota things don't look great, but you've had opportunities uh, before, uh, and he's just clearly too soft. You know what I'd like to see him do? Team up for one season. Imagine Jokic, Embiid, Cat, and Horford on the same team. This is not going to happen. But if they were all on the same team, I'd like to see how that develops Cat's work, work ethic to get better and try to... Be more realistic with it. Yeah, Build a more realistic team that forces... No, no, no. A more realistic team that puts him in a spot where he's maybe the second... The 76ers. Or not realistic. Unless... No, it's not realistic. Forget it. They have Joel... Out no. I I see where you're coming from. Forget it. Forget that. I just meant if you could come off off the spot with a more realistic spot. The Sixers aren't aren't it. Um, unfortunately, he's just that's just not gonna happen. They got Joel. They 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 don't need. They, yeah, it's just I'm sorry. If they're gonna trade for somebody right now, no, they don't need him. But I'm saying okay. I get I get your point. Like, I'm just saying if you could have sorry for him. all the shaking. But if you could come up with a more realistic. Uh, I get your point. I know. I know. It's okay. I get your point anyway. Number 16, a guy that I really like. I think he's super underrated at this point of his career. Blake Griffin. I hate the fact that he can't stay healthy, but, and yeah, he's getting up there in age, but he's still very athletic despite all these injuries, despite, you know, now getting his 30s. He's not on the wrong side of 30, but he's in the 30s. Uh, He's one of the best inside out threats in the game. I mean, this guy. Wasn't before he was really just like a Aaron Gordon, but much better. Like Aaron Gordon was almost, I mean, in reality, Blake Griffin was a better Aaron Gordon. Yes. Before he had a three-point shot, which was the season. He gets that three-point shot. He gets a little bit of a ball handling ability. Now all of a sudden that comparison is becoming less and less. But before, he was really just an athletic guy who could really score well down low and grab some rebounds and put up some flashy dunks. Reminds me of Aaron Gordon. Uh, Not like twins that similar, but pretty similar at least. Uh, But now he's gained that three-point shot. It adds a whole other dimension to his game. I think he's slowly, slightly, ever so slightly improving defensively as well. I really like Blake Griffin. He just needs to stay healthy, and he doesn't have a, a big spotlight here in Detroit. Uh, he just – not here in Detroit. I'm not in Detroit right now, but I'm just saying. Uh, in Detroit, he doesn't really have a big spotlight on him. So he, he's just got less and less attention. I mean, when he's a rookie, he was one of the most hyped-up prospects of all time, it felt like. One of them. Not like LeBron or Zion, but it was, you know, a tier or two below that. And now all of a sudden, ever since he's gone to Detroit, they kind of just forget about him. I've got him at 16. A lot of people want to put him lower. I seriously think Blake Griffin deserves a little more respect. Moving on to number 15. I've, I totally spelled Oladipo wrong. I've got Victor Oladipo. Uh, the big question with him is how will you return from your injury? Uh, assuming he does so well, He's a top 15 NBA player with a little room to grow. Not a whole lot at this point of his career, but he's got a little room to grow. What was his injury? 
Uh, I believe it was a leg injury. I forget. I think it was like ACL. Or yeah, that might take away some of his uh, athletic ability. Yeah, but then again, we're sitting here. Blake Griffin's gone through a lot of injuries yeah. like that, and here we are. So I think he's got a good enough work ethic to uh, come fight back from it. But Victor Oladipo's very solid scorer. Uh, all around, he can just create his own shot. He's got some athleticism to him that he can finish at the hoop. He can shoot the three ball. He's proved to be pretty clutch. He can compete with some of the best. He went toe-to-toe with LeBron two years ago, so he can show up in those big moments. He can lead a team. You can build a franchise around him. Uh, he's not a horrible playmaker either, so I think he has some sort of ability to run the offense. And then defensively, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I wouldn't consider him a top-five guard defensively, but he's probably top-10. Top 12, maybe. Like, he's a very good defensive guard, and he doesn't get enough credit for it. He's a great two way guard that can really score the ball well from all dimensions, and he can also play defense very well. It can give you a little rebounding as well, too. I really do like Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Number 14, I've got Clay Thompson. Before, I had him a little lower because I was like, all right, can you lead a team? Then I saw what he did in the playoffs when Steph wasn't doing that well, KD was out. He can clearly step up and be the guy if you need him to. I'm not sure he could lead your team to a championship as the guy, but in certain spots he's shown up at the biggest stages and been the Warriors guy. Is he the biggest is he the best 3 and D wing of all time? Of all time. I cannot think of a better one off the top. Of yes, off the top of my head I can't, but it depends what you think of a 3 and D wing because like, technically we could he's a superstar. No, not a super, an all-star. I mean, but... I could look at it right now, Colin, and tell you Kevin Durant in a ways a 3 and D wing. He's a wing. He shoot, but he's not. He it depends on how you look at it. Right now in the game is he a better th- is he the best 3 and D wing in the league from my standards? Again, now we factor in Paul George. Yeah, he does. So Kawhi, they, like, it's tough. I wouldn't really consider KD or Kawhi a 3 and D wing, but they have a case. Paul George is definitely a 3 and D wing. And I have Paul George higher on this list. So it's close. I, I, It's close. He's up there for sure. Uh, but again, a great 3 and D wing. The guy is one of the best three-point shooters in the game. He's top three. Uh, him, he's probably number two right behind Steph. He's top three all time. He has such a quick release. It's so good. It's very clean. Uh, other than that, offensively, he doesn't bring a lot. Every once in a while, he'll take it to the hoop. But he doesn't do it a lot. Most of his offensive game really just comes off the ball shooting threes. Every once in a while, he'll create his own shot. He'll take it to the hoop, you know. Uh, but he's not really asked to do that a lot in Golden State. And then defensively, he's just really good. Outside of his 3 and D abilities, his ability to shoot the 3 and play lockdown defense, he doesn't give you much, but that's okay. He's that good at what he does that it makes him a top 15 NBA player. Then at number 13, I've got Russell Westbrook. I feel like people hate on Russ, and I kind of want to put him a little higher on this list. But now he's with James Harden. That's going to lead to less touches, so I think that could affect his play. He goes 110% every night. We've got to respect him for that. It's led to an MVP. We get all that. He's so close to being a champion. You kind of want to see it happen almost. Uh, But this guy's got crazy athleticism. I mean, he can dunk the ball with uh, with ease. He can take it to the hoop. Very good finisher. Uh, But he plays a little too recklessly sometimes. His three-point shot is not good. Defensively, he's actually super underrated. If you just go off bland, not bland, but just you just go off straight off statistics, you'd believe he's the best defensive guard in the NBA. 
I don't go off statistics and I factor in the eye test, he's probably top 15. He's one of the better defensive guards, and he does not get any credit for it whatsoever. Uh, but he's definitely one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. Whether you're a Russ hater or you like Russ, statistics say he's the best. We factor in the eye test, he's not the best. But this guy's just got crazy athleticism. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how being in Houston affects his play. Maybe in the long run it helps him, I don't know. But it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see. Then at number uh, 12, I've got Kyrie Irving. Uh, Irving, yeah, I expected that. Uh, Just nasty handles. He's got, he's a great scorer. I mean, this guy, okay. I don't hate on him as much as others because I'm just not that type of guy. It's hard for me to really hate a player. I don't despise Kyrie. The only thing that I hate is that he sa- is that he says to everything he says to every team, yeah, I'm gonna be here forever. He said that to the Cavaliers, he left. He said that to the Celtics, it happens. he left. Hey, that's business. Maybe it's that's just, business. Maybe it's just the teams that start with C, but that's business for you. I don't know. I don't know what, what else to tell you. He's a great scorer. He can create his own try. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. Maybe not top five, but he's he's up there. And he's top eight probably. Uh, I, I, and I mean, he's a solid playmaker as well. Great scorer, solid playmaker. He's clutch. I, I wouldn't say he's as clutch as people make him up because they're still living off that shot he made against the Warriors. If we, you know, press the refresh button, we realize he's not as clutch as some people think. Uh, but the big question with him is, can he lead a team? So far, that's a no. So far, he can't lead a team, but he's going to get a chance with no KD this year to prove us all wrong. Then at number 11, I've got Damian Lillard. Again, just one of those guys I don't really like because all he does is score. He does not wow me with his playmaking ability. He's under average, in my opinion. He doesn't get rebounds. He doesn't play defense. He's just a great scorer, and he's very clutch, and I love Damian Lillard. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA, but... He doesn't give me outside of anything outside of scoring. And I said the same thing about Kemba. And I do think by the end of the year, I don't really too confidently think he'll be the second best point guard in the NBA. Not counting LeBron, which makes LeBron him the third. Point guard. LeBron is this season, which would make him the third best point guard technically according to my list. But I think Dame's going to go down on some people's list this year. I just think due to him destroying Russ in the playoffs, people use recency bias and they're going to put him ahead of Russ and Kyrie, but I think at the end of the year it'll be a heavy debate again. Who do you think will be second then, if you think Dame will be third? Uh, I think Kyrie might take it. I Russ, to me, he's just not going to get the touches, and alongside no, James no, Harden. I, see, I, don't, I don't really like that take, because... You don't like Kyrie. No, not just. No, you don't like Kyrie. Look at their bench depth. They have the probably the best bench depth in the East. In the East. Who? The Nets. They've got decent bench bench depth. I think it's the best in the East. Okay. So 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 so, so what does that have to do with touches. it? But Kyrie's the main guy. Yeah. So what is that gonna lead to? Night you know, seventeen shots instead of nine sixteen shots instead of nineteen. He's still gonna put up great numbers. I'm not saying he will be, I'm just saying I if I had to take a guess right now, it's gonna be Kyrie. He, I, 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 listen. I'm still believing in Dame. 
Okay, and I, I'm not saying it won't be Dame. I'm just saying, I just think you're hating on Kyrie. You just hate Kyrie because he, he left the Celtics. And he, that gets you mad. <laughs> that, get, that gets you really mad, doesn't it? That, get, that gets you mad. I see you over there. I can see flustered. That yeah. gets you really angry that he came in here. We gave up. Oh, remember Isaiah Thomas? Remember those days where everything was good? And I'm the biggest Isaiah Thomas fan out there. My favorite player. Remember, we gave up him. We gave up the pick that led to Colin Sexton and all that. And he came in here and he, guess what? Guess what? He told he told you, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be, I, if, they, if the something's want me back, I'm going to stay. He comes. He goes, what happened? What, what happened? He Under left. 50 wins. He second left. round exit. And he left. That could be mad. You don't him. like a boo, boo. You we, don't like Kyrie. We did I'm just saying, we made it one of those fans. We we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Do we run into the Bucks in the second round? No, no, we didn't. Okay, we did. We did do better without him. I'll give you that. But 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 he's Kyrie. You, where, where do you have him on your point guard rankings? Include including Le, LeBron. Including LeBron. Which, right, right. Currently at this moment, yes, four. Okay, that's fair because that's where I have him. But you're a Kyrie hater. You really... I do. I hate you, Kyrie. Yeah, you hate Kyrie. Now that's affecting your ranking, isn't it? You're sitting there saying, no, no, this is too much. And, and these are cover-up. Too much depth. Too much depth there. Secretly down low, he knows. He knows it's saying, because he doesn't like Kyrie. No, but no, he's going to say instead, it's the depth. It's no, the depth. It, no, 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 no. No, no, no. It's not because he hates Kyrie. We all know. It's just the depth. I, I, and they he, have they have one of the Spencer Dinwiddie is a point guard worth starting. So the point guard over Kyrie, are, right? No, not over Kyrie. <laughs> I'm kidding. But he's he's a starting point guard like caliber player. So the the point guard minutes might get split up because last year the Celtics weren't going to split the minutes evenly between Terry Rozier and Kyrie. I'm not saying they're going to do that with Spencer Dinwiddie, but Spencer Dinwiddie is going to get more minutes than. Terry Rozier did last year, which means Kyrie Irving is going to get a bit less minutes, which means... But he can play shooting guard. Spencer Dumouni. You, you don't Take think care that, they, that they want... Okay, so Kyrie, Kyrie takes a minute, plays a minute or two less than he did last year with the Celtics and takes maybe one less shot or two less shots. I mean, my help is efficiency. He wasn't that inefficient last year. Uh, in the, in the playoffs, playoffs, he in was. Playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when the playoffs come, I hate to tell you this, he's going to take more shots. Right? Um, he's going to take more shots. Well, the Nets um, the Nets haven't really – I don't want to say haven't really – if we just take away Kevin Durant for a minute be, because he's injured. So this season, they haven't upgraded too much from last season. Can we both agree on that? Without? Without KD because he's injured this season. From this season – from last season to this season, the Nets have not upgraded that much. Oh, they're a better team than they they're, were last they year. They are a better team, but they have not up, gone up that much. Oh, they've gone up a decent amount. I look at it this way. Kyrie. Jared Allen's going to be better. Karis LeVert's going to be better. Dinwiddie's going to be The whole young lot of players. They add DeAndre Jordan. Take, take, take your... Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> and, all right, D'Lo versus Kyrie. Kyrie's clearly the better talent. It's just a matter of will he fit at least just 
a l- only just a little worse but than the chemistry Halo. in the locker room is going to go from very 100% high percent to down to like I don't know. Don't say. I, I, maybe like give me a reasonable percentage here. Eighty five. Okay, not bad. I would have expected 75, 80. Okay, okay. Let's be honest. What were you really going to say before I gave you that warning? Let's be honest. Be honest. I actually didn't have a... Be honest. What were we thinking? 50, 40, maybe 30? Uh, we're around zero. I'm just kidding. No, I was actually thinking 85. I, I, don't, I don't think it'll go down that much. But enough to... You know, enough to, like... Okay. All right. Moving on to number 10. I have got PG-13 himself, Paul George, with Kawhi now in Los Angeles. you put him that low on your list because you just hate Mason Plumlee. Listen. You just hate Mason Plumlee. I I have a confession to make. (laughs) Okay. Again... (laughs) Probably, if we're not going to count guys like Kawhi and KD, he's probably the best 3D wing in the league with Clay as a close second, or Clay as the best and him as a close second. It's really close between the two. But Paul George, Defensive Player of the Year candidate last year. I'm not sure he'll be Defensive Player Candidate of the Year again this year, especially because he's going to be hurt, uh, hurt at the beginning of the year and not going to play. Uh, but... He's still going to be a great defender. Obviously, he's going to come back and be a great defender. Hopefully, his shoulders infect him too much because he was a great shooter. And then when the shoulders start to irk, really hurt him, his three-point percentage went down. He overall can give you scoring from everywhere, but his main shot, I'd say, is his three-point shot. Outside of his defense and his scoring, he's not going to give you a lot, but that's okay again. He gives you two things. He gives you the defense. He gives you the scoring, and that's good enough to become a top-ten player in the NBA. He's good enough in those two categories. Paul George is an elite talent. Just be interesting to see how he returns from his injury and how he fits with Kawhi. I think he'll be just fine because he fit just fine with Russell Westbrook, so I think he'll be good with Kawhi. Number nine, I got Nikola Jokic. Uh, yes, Embiid over Jokic. I got Embiid at number eight, Jokic at number nine. I think it's really close. I think between the two, Jokic really uh, cleared the gap. I always said Embiid, 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 no doubt. And then I was like, all right, it's close. It's close. I mean, Jokic could easily take best center in the league for me over Embiid that easy. Jokic does a lot more than Embiid. He's the better player to build a team around just because he's more point guard base than Joel Embiid. Uh, he does a lot more things better. He's a much better passer, obviously. He's one of the best passers in the league. If you have a passing big man, I just feel like there's a lot more players that get involved, mm-hmm. especially with their bench depth. They get a lot of people involved. Yeah, that's going to hurt his shots, though. Yeah, I can't see him becoming the best center in the league <laughs> because that bench depth. Because that bench depth. He may be the best player in the on their team, but that bench step, forget it. He's never because that bench step really gonna hurt him. Forget it. Just... He he ain't no. <laughs> Joel Embiid is only a better center than Nicole Jokic because the Sixers have no depth. Well, the Nuggets but have they a have Mason Plumlee. You don't like Mason Plumlee, do you? Now you don't like Mason Plumlee, do you? <laughs> <laughs> He had a few few injuries last year, and it really derailed my confidence in Mason Plum. <laughs> but 
Jokic gives you better passing. He gives you better shooting. He's overall just a more, I guess you could say, winning player. I I think he's a better player to build around just because he has that more point guard style. Joel Embiid is a better rebounder, defender, overall scorer, and he's more dominant. I'll take Joel Embiid over Jokic, uh, please and thank you. But it could it could change. But I'll take Joel Embiid over Nicole Jokic again. I'll give you the five dollars. Please oh, and thank will? you. Have a nice day. Give me five. <laughs> Number seven. We're moving to the elite seven. I've got Anthony Davis. Davis talent-wise, probably top five. But he can't win. He, no, no, no. He's never won a playoff game in his Is career. Is he the best second option in the league? Is that a question? Yes. Like a legitimate question? Yes. Of course! Is that is that? Like is I that, love is, Kyrie. Is that an insult? <laughs> we love Kyrie. <laughs> oh, we're counting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving still. No, I don't. I don't love Kyrie. I'm just saying. I know that gets you flustered. <laughs> no, but, but no, no, no. Again, yeah, I know we got we got Paul George. We got guys like Paul George. We got Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook. Saying, we can be here all night. There's some new duos. Like but you know? but we the elite seven. You know who the elite seven is, right? Uh, yeah, I think Anthony so. Davis. I'll just say it in order, like, not in order, so that way you don't know. Like, Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then you got, like, Kawhi, Steph, KD, Giannis, and James Harden. Anthony Davis. Is there another second option in that Elite Seven? No. no. It's obviously Anthony Davis. But I'm just saying how you think the new, like, the new duos will play out. Like, in, in case there was, like, a... A surprise that you had it up your sleeve. What surprise? <laughs> I already went over this. You didn't listen to every uh, episode. Oh, the, I no, I did listen to the new duos one. Yeah, I, I listened to that one. I, I just in case anything All right. changed. All right, I I listened. No, no, no Davis is seven. Talent wise, he's great. I mean, the guy can great defender, great all around scorer, mostly on the post, great rebounder. He's pretty much the complete package at big man, but. Injuries are a bit of a problem, but the biggest problem, he can't win. The guy just can't win. If he starts winning with LeBron as second option, he may become number six. But again, he's not winning as the number one option either. You, but I have to ask, do you think he is the best second option player who is not like, who can't win a championship being the number one option? What? You're like, trying to complicate the question no, to get like, me not Anthony, to say Anthony, Anthony Davis. Da- Anthony Davis can't win... No, can't be the number one option on a championship team. I never so, said he couldn't because I, the I Pelicans weren't a championship team. That no, yeah, you're right. They they weren't. I think he needs just a little bit of experience before he goes head first in. I think you stick him on you stick him on uh the Nuggets. They can win the championship. He can lead that team. Lot of bench depth. I know it hurts him, and if with that, he'll never be the best player in the league with that bench depth. But anyway, <laughs> that's just a sight to be unseen because the Pelicans were not championship roster. Number I think six, the starting lineup was, but I think they could have used more bench players. Who bench, the Pelicans? Yeah, the starting lineup was fine. It was just they needed an all around better team. Uh, number six, James Harden. Uh, Harden, a guy who's been in the MVP conversation for the past two years, still. He's not top five or top four, top three. 
kind of devalues that MVP award because it's only it's, for the one season. But James Harden, he's arguably the best scorer in the game at this point. I'd say I'm not gonna spoil it because I might share my list, but he's at least top two, top three. Uh, I'd like to see him become more of an efficient scorer because yeah, the guy got 36 a game, but he does it on like 40% shooting for the field, like 41 or 42 percent. It's not very efficient. Uh, but overall, he's still a great score. He's got a combination of great moves, including the double step back. Uh, James Harden asks his mom, when I grow up, I want to travel. <laughs> oh, he's getting his, his wishes come true. Well, what outside of scoring? A question I meant to ask you. Devin Booker, you said earlier when he was like number 40, you yep. said he's not a good defender. No. Do you think Ricky Rubio might be able to teach him the behind the, the behind the back defense move? Where you just play defense behind someone's back, listen. So they have the easy lane to the hoop. <laughs> listen, I'm not a Suns insider, but I seriously do think they could have an after practice session and do that. I do. I don't know if Devin Booker's dedicated enough to that, but spend a few extra minutes. You it know, it's not like double coverage if you haven't noticed. But well, I'll, covering, come on. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask my the league insiders. Uh, but. Uh, Harden at number six. Again, outside of scoring, he's not going to give you a whole lot, but he's so good at scoring. It's clear he's a top seven player in the league. I have him at here at number six. He just hasn't really been able to push the Rockets over the edge to beat a team like the Warriors, but he has come pretty close. It's going to be interesting to see how him and Russ fit. A lot of potential there, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can fit. Uh, number five, got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Last year's MVP. It's crazy that he's not higher than five because a lot of people think he's going to win MVP this year, too. He's such a good player. And a lot of people think by the end of this year he could be the best player, and right now we have him at number five. Giannis can do, again, anything. You just said he's probably he's one of the best defenders in the game, top five, top three defender in the game. He's a very good scorer. I, he really scores from close to the basket, but he's still able to put up you know close to 30 a night. Uh, solid playmaker. Mostly just due to the fact that his system allows him to rack up assists. He's a great rebounder as well. He's the complete package. This guy is a special talent, and he could seriously become the best player right, or close to it by the end of the year. Another good question here: Do you think he will be the next player to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season? I thought he should have done it last year, but he didn't. But no, I don't think he's doing both of those this year. No. Not this year, but do you think he'll be the next one? Uh, I, 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 I can't tell that far in the future. I can't make so many miracles happen. Just this year, no. Past that, I'm not sure. Number four, Steph Curry. Uh, Curry, going to be the number one option once again with no KD anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how he molds back to that role. I think he'll do great. I think it'll make him even better. Elite scorer. Crazy good shooter. Best shooter of all time, witnessing history. Solid playmaker. Pretty good crafty passer, crafty finisher. Defensively, he racks up a good amount of steals, but he's not that great as a, of a defender, and obviously he's not going to grab you many rebounds. But Curry's still very good, uh, and I think now that he's the number one option with no KD, I think he'll be even better. Number three, I've got Kawhi Leonard. Yep, oh, everyone that thinks he's the best player in the world. Or second behind LeBron. Calm down. No, he's third. 
I I definitely think, yeah. He's third. Well, uh, not top two. Not oh. over. Not over who you have right now. No, I and then at number two, I've got Katie. One, I've got the King. LeBron's still the best player on the planet. I just did it like that. We just count. I just went. I remember the day. I was sitting here a week ago. Number 100, Lonzo Ball. I just went and announced number one like that. No drum roll, no anything. That was a long list, but I'm. we got to explain ourselves. I'm not just going to leave you like, all right, number three, this, number two. I explain every pick except the top three. <laughs> all right, all right. The least important ones. Yeah, yeah. We all want to hear about... Uh, Why Joe Pete, Harris though. is at number 98 and you have J.J. Reddit. Yeah. We all want to hear that, but I feel like I've almost memorized this list by now. Just looking at it, reading at it. Like, I could take a test on uh, After the Buzzer's top 100 list. Who's number 82? uh, Off the top of my head, that is TJ Warren. You see? I thought he was 83. No, 82 is TJ Warren. Tell me one more before we get back to this. Uh, 64. Ooh, 64. That's the area that it gets tough. Oh, oh. Uh, 64th Karis LeVert. Oh, I remember, because you kept switching that no, one. No, yeah, That's no joke. Like no joke, I'm not cheating. That's Colin. He's I'm, not cheating. I'm not. He was looking at the bottom of the paper, where there was no names. Yeah, I'm doing this on the dock, so I scrolled down. I only had, like, the top ten that I could see. Uh, but Kawhi 3, KD 2, LeBron 1. What's your top three, Colin? I'd have to go with... Ah, uh, you know what? Ugh. It's tough between Curry and I I want to take Katie off so bad just because I feel like the injury will set him back. Or Kawhi. Kawhi is injury prone, too. I think we're forgetting about that since he won the championship. But when he was on the Spurs, he could not he, find his way on the court. No, it was just his choice. That wasn't his injury. He was hurt. He was but hurt. then he just decided, eh, I got hurt once. I don't really feel like playing with this team. I don't trust the training staff. Trade me, and I'm going to sit out. The oh, injury was just... wasn't that significant. Oh, I thought he just kept getting injured. No. It was just oh. one injury that he decided. It was like, you know, I'm all right now. It was that. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, a fake. Oh, 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 <laughs> my knee. Oh, no. Oh, no. It hurts. It really hurts really bad, but I'm going to go to the trampoline park <laughs> today. See you there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Kawhi, to me, he... Our, Kawhi has a great case to be the best player on the planet right now, but I think if he is, LeBron will take that title back. I told you last year the Lakers do not missing the playoffs wasn't on LeBron. LeBron, I did the blame pie. Remember the blame pie? Oh, the blame. That pie. was a, that was like my tenth episode, but I made the blame pie. LeBron got a minimal. That was slice. not your tenth episode. Twelfth, maybe. No, that was way farther. In. No, it was, it was 10 to 12. It was 10 to 12. It feels like it was. That was I, like a turning point. I remember that. I like. I strictly remember seeing the papers of the blame pies in our room, and it was the funniest thing every single day. I wake up and see a blame pie. I was like, what is this? Then you listened after the buzzer. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, but he received a minimal slice. I blamed a lot of it on his coach making bad decisions down the stretch. A lot of it was on injury. Before he got hurt, they were, like, the fourth best team in the league. And then he gets hurt. They struggle without him. He comes back. They suffer injuries. And they can't click. It, it just... LeBron deserves some blame, but not a whole lot of it. I blame a lot of it on injuries. A lot of it on Luke Walton's poor, you know, game managing. And I 
blame it someone on his injury, which I'm not sure I can blame for him all because he's really usually durable and he prepares himself well. There's a lot of other things. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. There's like a ton of little factors. And then number two, Kevin Durant. I think KD with the Warrior, he's kind of like Steph. Steph and KD together are dominant, but without each other, they become even better. They get more shots. They become even better. KD is the complete package. Literally. There is not a flaw in KD's game. He is the one player, in my opinion, in the NBA that does not have a single flaw. Noticeable I mean, that, flaw. Yeah, that, that's he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, maybe you could say injury, but the guy can handle the ball. He can create his own shot. He can shoot the three. He can shoot from mid-range. He can shoot free throws. He can take it to the rack. He can shoot in the clutch. He can play defense. He can give you rebounds. Uh, he's only a small forward. He gives you yes. An arms fan yeah. from, he can hit tough contested shots. He can virtually hit any shot within half court. Same with stuff. I've seen him just pull up from half court. Yeah. I'm like, what it, are you doing? And it, then it'll just switch. I'm he's like, he's incredible. Okay. And again, the playmaking maybe is a bit of a flaw, but he's not. He doesn't. He, you know, he's small forward, and he's not a point forward either. So it's really no noticeable flaws that Katie stand out. He's mostly like a small forward power. Forward. Again, like you look at a point guard. A point guard's gonna have flaws. Like it's very rare to see one rebound. Ben Simmons could be like the one point guard that doesn't have a flaw. As long as he. If he can he start can to shoot the shot, three. A shot. And I don't think he'll ever have that three that looks like... Uh, everyone's three-point shot is a flaw. Even Steph at times has a little bit of a flaw in his three-point shot. But, like, Benzims will never get that shot that's Curry's or even, like, worthy of being top 10 in the league. And if you have a top 10 or top 15 three-point shot in the NBA, that shot's really good. You're not really going to say, oh, there's a flaw, you know? Like, noticeable flaws. And then I got LeBron at one. Again, I, I just explained why, but that is my NBA Top 100 Players list. Anything you disagree with, please call in. I know this is the juicy part. This is the interesting part. Uh, and now, to write, you know, I usually wrap today's episode. It's been a pretty long episode, actually. But five questions. Oh, the five questions that need to be answered. They need, they're just random questions. Because why not? Why not end the episode with just something just. Why not? Relaxing, just something. But not relaxing. Needs to be for, answered. Yeah, so but just something funny, non-sports related. Uh, but that's coming up to you right about now. Now we present to you five questions that need to be answered. Just need an intro for about everything nowadays, and I yeah, know that one's a bit we're, weird. We're not going overboard with the sound effects. Trust me, it's not <laughs> overboard. <laughs> uh, but we have five. Just random uh, questions for you today. I need to type in the fifth. Um, but anyway, the first question, one that um, is asked by many people, if you want to say it, Colin. Is water wet? My answer is water is not wet. And here's my Same. reasoning. Same. Here's my reasoning. So when water gets on something, you would say that the object is wet. If you have a glass that is like a quarter of the way full and you pour more water in it. You don't just say the water got more wet. The glass might have got more wet, but the water inside Exactly. Of it did not. The, the water, water is, gets the yeah, substance yes. wet. That is what I but think of that object. Get itself wet. Exactly. All right, how many holes does a straw have? My answer, one. It has one hole. Yes, it has Here's the thing. A hole is kind of like the connect. Sometimes a hole just goes straight down and it stops. The straw, it's the one hole and it kind of continues. So you... It's continuous, yeah. 
it's continuous. It's either one or it's continuous. So it's kind of like multiple solutions. But because it has the one hole, okay? It has the one hole, but it's almost like it's continuous. For me, it doesn't have a hole. It's hollow, but it doesn't have a hole. <laughs> what? So, so think about this. When you fall in a hole, you don't just keep falling and falling and falling. And you never come out. You, you, if you fall in a hole, you fall down and you stop because there's something at the end of a hole. I mean, that yeah. And there's there has to be a, something at the bottom of a hole. So there is no hole. The, the straw is just hollow. Interesting. If that makes any sense. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Third question: Since fish are in water all day, do they get thirsty? This one is actually kind of a fact, I know. Uh, they actually, I hate to be the the nerd that kind of breaks the party, but they actually don't get thirsty. My answer, what? alright, I'm not going off of what you just said. It's My like we don't get been, thirsty off oxygen. Like, yeah, I know, I feel that, but my answer would be, it's salt water. They have to get thirsty. That 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 would be my opinion. Like if I were to well, if it's salt, fresh water. Yeah, if if it was fresh water, I don't think they. I, I hope they wouldn't. But um, if it's salt water, I feel like it's just too salty. They might need to get into the fresh water to you know maybe drink something. I mean, I know that you just told me that that's not the real case, but it, I mean, my opinion. My first thought was that that they, they probably would. Be. Uh, Fourth question. <laughs> if the bus driver... So the bus driver... Alright, he drops off all the people. And he's at the... You know, wherever they drop off the buses. He is... You know how the bus driver pulls the lever and shuts the door when someone gets on and off? What if the bus driver drops off? He's the last one on the bus. I'm actually gonna ask my bus driver this tomorrow. No, no joke. So, he is the last one on the bus. And he gets off. Who shuts the door to the bus? Because you can't just, it's not like a uh, car door, <laughs> you just open it and shut it. Yeah. So, who, like, is there just some button that, you know, but they're just, it's a let, who shuts the door? <laughs> Do they talk about the window? I mean, some of the, some of the Knicks players were saying, yeah, I've seen, one of, I think it was Wayne Ellington said, yeah, I've seen them, they, they press a button on the bus and it closes the door and they said, really? And he said, no, I'm lying. They, <laughs> nobody has any clue how the bus drivers do it. I mean, I'm sure for the bus driver, it's nothing to think about. I mean, they, they, they just kind of they they were just touched by Jesus at birth, and they just have this special ability. <laughs> they, whenever they just touch the step, it just opens automatically. And then when they say maybe. close, it just closes. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know if I should ask my bus driver. Actually, I don't want to ruin the. I don't want to spoil the fun. So yeah, just because yeah, we are ongoing debate. I, I would like to tell you guys the answer. Ask ask the bus driver if you ever get on a bus, but I don't want to. I, I don't want to spoil the answer for myself. All right, last question here. This was one I actually looked this up early. We had no school today, so I was just sitting and kind of just woke up. I was doing a little homework, and I was just like, "What day is Halloween this year?" Because someone told me it was Friday, so I was just like, "All right, Friday. That's good." Because, you know, get out of school, I'm done. I hate when it's on a weekday. So I looked it up, and it was on a Thursday. I was just like, mm. I was just like, and then I looked up, uh, like, when I looked up what day is Halloween there, I saw there was a petition. So this is a real thing. 
This is a real thing. We were talking about this in math class. Uh, according to Alabama.com, I don't know, AL.com, uh, they said, what day is Halloween in 2019? It is October 31st, obviously, but on a Thursday. There is a petition that continues to move trick-or-treating to Saturday. That The petition continues to try to move trick-or-treating to Saturday. So there's a petition going on <laughs> that uh, moves Halloween to Saturday. This wouldn't move it to November 2nd. It would actually move it to whatever the last Saturday in October is, which would be, so the 31st, all right, then the 30th, 29th. It would be the 26th. Today's the 17th. Most of you are listening on the 18th. So, I, I mean, it's coming up. I don't know if they can do it, but should it be moved to a Saturday or even a Friday? I, I bring this up a, a Friday. Okay, this was on the news, so you know it's actually a big topic. It's, I, 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 don't know, I don't know why. And it's also, a fun fact for you, just because, you know, this is the holiday for the millennials. This is the younger kids. 51% of millennials say Halloween is their favorite holiday. Really? Not Christmas? I, I think it's Christmas. Halloween's barely even a holiday. I don't consider it really a holiday. You just walk around and get candy. Give half of it I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Uh, well, that's what I do. Um, but uh, what, do you, what do you think on this? Uh, I, I don't think it should be moved. I think they should keep it on the 31st. The 31st is like its own... The, I think... Especially don't move it to November because every month has its like has its like and Thanksgiving. Like, thing. All right, yeah, that's true. I mean, personally, I'm not. I could like, kind of care less. The but 31st I mean, first is like its own day. Like it, it's the 31st by many. If you say October 31st, most people the first thing they're gonna bring up is obviously, Halloween. yeah. They're not gonna tell you what day it's on. Like if it weren't for Halloween. When October October 31st yeah. wouldn't be anything special. Yeah, but then again, like, what, what, what is so is. special about October 18th? Like, significantly, obviously something happened on every single day that's pretty significant, but, like, a holiday, like, I, I not every day has a holiday, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, personally, I think it, I hate when it's on a weekday, and it seems like it always is. Oh, I don't like I feel like weekday. it's always on a weekday because then, you know, you go out for Halloween, it's like you can't stay out too late because you've got school the next day. I can you can stay out pretty late. At least I can, but you can't stay out like you know, in really like a Friday, like you could on a Friday or a Saturday. They don't want to ruin the tradition though. That's the thing. It's just October thirty first. That's that's the tradition. I, I, I don't like change. Like I was actually a big fan of this NBA offseason. I like I like when certain things change, but yeah. like Maybe Everyone like a, doesn't like when something. Maybe changed. like when you there's something. Maybe there's like a squeak in your floor, and someone and a guy and we you yeah you go hire different. a guy to fix it. You're like, dang it, that squeak's always been there. Like it's kind of no, it. you don't want a squeak <laughs> in your floor. I, I like the squeak in. No, I, 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 you, know, you don't want a squeak in your floor. Or maybe like more something that most people can probably relate to. If you change the color of paint on a wall, you're like, dang, and I re you know what, I really miss that old color being there. Okay, I mean, to me, the date doesn't matter as much, but a lot of these people are like, no, it's October 31st. Listen, the thing, I, I, I mean, I think it's a leap year next year, so I don't know how that plays around with it, but usually it just goes, alright, if it's on Thursday this year, it should be Friday next year, and then Saturday. So, if we just get through this year, 
we're good for the next two years. So after this year, we got Friday and then Saturday on Halloween. Those are the days right there. Those are the days. And I like actually getting out of school, like, just on a Friday, you know, just, like, watching the clock or ready to go, you know, running around some neighborhood with the boys, you know? <laughs> Carrying if I meet, carry if I'm, pillowkey, I don't even know if I'm young things. enough even to still do Halloween, but oh, we just I run see, around. I've seen some kids where we go, and they're, like, what are they, like, juniors now or something? Maybe, yeah, sophomore, I don't know. No, no, no kid is too young to treat, nobody is too young to trick or treat. That's my opinion. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the yeah maybe maybe, maybe that's, that's gonna wrap up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed some of these new segments again. Two new things, five questions, and then and uh, new sound effects. Um, uh, Aiden the Angry Chipmunk. I think we're gonna see more Aiden the Angry Chipmunk. I think the five questions will be more when I have a special guest. Not all the time because if I only have Colin on once a month, I'm gonna want to do five questions a little more than once a month. But I like being able to do that and like debate, just have fun. Um. You know, trying to get more special, like not special and, guest content, you like special guests, like, but you know, more just people on the podcast and I, I just like make it more we, entertaining. When we take a little break from sports and do like little segments, yeah, movies, you know? that's gonna wrap up today's episode. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you guys next time.